Hello, I'm Ashland, the host of Mind Flowers. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're not new, welcome back, boo. Mind Flowers is a combination of my professional certifications, creative interests, and personal musings inspired by my spiritual journey. This podcast exists because I'm on a mission to assist the shift, awakening others as I awaken myself. Thank you so much for sharing some of your energy with me today. From my heart chakra to yours, here are some Mind Flowers. Hello, my love. Welcome to the party. I'm so glad you're here. We're just going to get right into it, okay? These last few episodes, I've talked about the transformation journey. I've talked about healing in action. We vibed on some well-being affirmations. And I just feel like the topic of today's episode is the perfect continuation of the discussion. As you can tell from the title, I want to take a deep dive into the topic of self mastery. When you master your energy, you master your universe. Mastery opens the doors to greater balance, joy, and divine fulfillment. But what does it mean to be a master of self? It means you have spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional freedom. And this gives you unrestricted access to your full potential. You could say that self-mastery is about the way we harness our energy, how information processes through us, what we do with that information, and knowledge of how our past may color the current information coming through. Self-mastery also involves being a witness to ourselves, requiring us to be deeply in tune with our own path. It means understanding and exercising your energetic impact taking personal responsibility for the energy you bring to the space. It also involves embracing the whole, integrating all parts of you, loving your shadows and your demons because they come with great gifts. Balance between the desires of the ego and the needs of the soul. And finally, self-mastery also involves intentionally placing yourself in self-supportive environments. When you are the master, it means that you have sovereignty, which is the authority to govern oneself. This authority is comprised of three major pillars. The first one is active awareness. So moment to moment, non-judgmental openness to your experience. A big part of awareness involves getting in tune with your body as a perceptive instrument giving you the ability to engage not only your five physical senses, but also your four spiritual ones. Another part of this awareness piece is shifting our attention from the micro to the macro. So really striving to get the bird's eye view of the situation at hand. This is a stepping stone for the next pillar we're going to talk about, which is discernment. Discernment is the ability to make clear assessments. And then finally, we have the last pillar, which is choice or decision. So taking self-advocating action and applying old wisdom to new experiences. So this looks like catching ourselves before we slip into autopilot mold. I'm actually going to share a few practices that you can try to not be on autopilot. So stay tuned for that. When we know we have a choice, 
we're better able to tolerate the feelings and sensations that come into our field of awareness, which helps us shift the cycle between thought and action. And really, if you wanted to like ball this all down, self-mastery really just boils down to tolerance. Tolerance of what we're feeling, tolerance of our emotions, tolerance of the situation, and the wisdom to respond. Have you heard of a thing called the nexus point? The nexus point is the central link between who you are now and who you're destined to become. Self-mastery is what brings us to this nexus point. From here, we're offered the gift of choice, an opportunity to flex our free will. There are five things that threaten our ascension to self-mastery. These are biases, judgments, fears, assumptions, and narratives. These dense energetic imprints can distort and cloud our perception, and each of them must be addressed. Now, to avoid these pitfalls, we must condition our spiritual muscles with daily practice. So I'm talking meditation, prayer, shadow work, journaling, yoga, affirmation and denial rituals, mindfulness. These tools come together to create a harmonious lifestyle that minimizes disruptive energy. When we fill our minds with these things that activate our highest potential, we leave no room for the things that threaten it. So how do we become the master of ourselves? Well, mastery requires clear intentions and a dedicated commitment. So I'm gonna get into these three practices that can help you with this. The first one is called the pregnant pause. So I first heard of this tool from John Gray. He's the author of the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. I highly recommend it and changed my whole life, my whole relationship life. Um, <laughs> the pregnant pause is a technique used to reduce tension and raise awareness. You see what I just did there? That's an example of the pregnant pause. This small action does wonders to increase our focus and our attention. It's kind of like an invisible hook latching onto us and then reeling us into the situation at hand. When we have focus, we have the power to respond to the world around us instead of simply reacting to it. When our decision-making brain gets hijacked by our emotional brain, we call that survival mode, which makes it hard to see past our immediate circumstances. And we don't usually make the best decisions from this place. When we take a pause, we redirect energy from our emotional brain and focus it on the prefrontal cortex. And it's this redirection of blood flow that allows us to make more conscious responses to our world. Essentially, this tool helps us be the bigger person and act from a place of wisdom. So some examples of when it's a good idea to use the pregnant pause would be, you know, maybe somebody's talking to you crazy on the telephone or in line, you know, um, maybe when your partner is getting on your nerves or when you're feeling especially confused or unsure. Now, on a similar vibe, I love this next tool I'm going to share. It's an exercise designed to help you redirect your brain power that I was mentioning before. I don't have a fancy name for this one. This is like a newer practice for me and it's something that I came up with all by myself. So um, I'm pretty proud. 
whenever I find myself in an emotionally tough situation and I can like feel all of those chaotic sensations in my body, I take a moment to visualize my amygdala, which is smack dab in the middle of the brain. The amygdala is the center for emotions, emotional behaviors, and motivation. So once I get a clear picture of that part of my brain and my mind, I visualize myself directing energy from that part of the brain up into my third eye, and I hold it there. And I keep on redirecting that energy for as much as I need to, ascending that energy and just letting it sit and collect in my third eye. And then I close out this practice with this affirmation. It is by my will alone that I set my world in motion. This affirmation brings your power back to yourself. I love this practice because it helps remind me where my wisdom lives. This redirection of energy flow is done by applying your higher will. Your will directs your mind and your mind directs your reality. And if you want to take a deeper dive into the power of will, I spoke on it in the Science of Embodiment series. That one was a three-parter. I dropped it a few months ago. I will leave that in the show notes if you're interested. Okay, so finally, the third practice that I want to share with you today is tiny acts of sovereignty. So when you're acting in your sovereignty, you're making self-supportive choices. Each tiny act is a decision that builds your self-confidence, your courage, and your sense of self-worth. So this looks like saying no without apologizing. Um, It looks like listening to yourself before you ask somebody else's opinion. Canceling your to-do list and clearing out your schedule. And I think this is the biggest one. Tiny acts of sovereignty means not asking permission. Okay? You are the ruler and the rebel of your life. (laughs) Every time you do one of these small acts, you release social programming. And you begin to reprogram your mind to trust your intuition instead. I encourage you to look for these moments when you can express your self-sovereignty because doing so will strengthen your inner resources. Just one final note here. The journey to self-mastery is a lifelong path. Relapse can be expected, so be gentle. As you walk this journey, I urge you to have grace with yourself. I'm going to end today's episode with a quote from the book entitled Mastery, The Keys to Success and Long-Term Fulfillment by George Lennard. He says, we fail to realize that mastery is not about perfection. It's about a process, a journey. The master is the one who stays on the path day after day, year after year. The master is the one who is willing to try and fail and try again for as long as he or she lives. Okay, so I'm just going to do a quick little recap. Today we talked about the three pillars of self-mastery. Those were awareness, discernment, and choice. We also touched on the five threats to self-mastery, which are biases, judgments, fears, assumptions, and narratives. And then we went into three different tools for practicing self-mastery. The pregnant pause, redirection of brain power, and tiny acts of sovereignty. So I will have book recommendations and relevant episodes 
listed in the show notes. Be sure to take a look there if you want to take a deeper dive into this whole topic. Thank you so much for sticking with me till the end. I love you and I life you. I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening, my love. I really do appreciate you sharing some of your time and energy with me today. If you enjoyed this episode, if you dig this vibe, there are a few ways that you can support this podcast. You can rate and review, send an episode to a friend, shout me out on social media, visit my bookstore and or my online shop, or keep me going with a cup of coffee. I appreciate all forms of support. I love you and I life you.